Hey there, I'm the Kentucky Guy, and thank you so much for listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. Here at the Red Pill Current News Podcast, we strive on bringing you news that you won't find in the fake media every day. We also strive to bring you the truth, not only on politics, but the world news all around, including pop culture and so forth. As for myself, I worked in the private sector for around 25 years in the call center management and health insurance industry. Uh, Due to unforeseen circumstances and health issues, I was forced into early retirement last year. Now, a couple years ago, I noticed that something just wasn't sitting right with the way our country was being ran or being politicized as. So I started doing research. I did a lot of research. And that's why I'm able to now host this podcast. I've been on other shows as well, discussing my views. I'm also on social media. I'm on The Clapper, Rizzle, TikTok, Truth Social, Facebook, and many more. You can find me at the KY Guy, Kentucky Guy, KY Guy, or KY Guy 80. Different ones. Somebody had my name on other platforms, of course. <laughs> All right. So, yes, and I uh, do want to let you know that we do drop a new episode here every every Wednesday and Saturday. So be sure to uh, hit that follow or subscribe button. No matter where you're listening to, we're on all podcast platforms. All right. So I hope you enjoyed today's show. And again, God bless and God bless America. All right, and welcome to the Red Pill Current News Podcast. I'm your host, the Kentucky Guy. Hope everybody's having a fantastic Wednesday on this beautiful day here in the great state of Kentucky. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, even though our country is in utter chaos. A lot of things happening, folks. A lot of things happening. On today's episode, I will be going over some of uh Special report number 19, which will be the final report on devolution. However, it's going to take more than just one episode. Uh, <laughs> it's got, it, there, I mean, there's a ton of stuff on there, folks. But uh, anyways, is this your first time listening? Be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button. Uh, we are on all ma- major platforms, including iHeartRadio, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, any podcast platform that you can think of. Also in the description down below, if you want to join any of these major hosting companies or recording companies, uh, we do have links there, so be sure to check it out. Also, uh, I do co-host Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast with my co-host, Donnie Cage, uh, and we uh, put out new episodes there every Monday and Friday. Uh, also, if you like wrestling, uh, and you, uh, there is a, another channel. It's called Buzzing with Marlowe. He's a former professional wrestler. 
Uh, I actually will be on his podcast tomorrow. So if you want to check that out. And he posts his shows on YouTube, Twitch, and uh, all anywhere else, the audio, just like we are. Uh, but he does do video as well. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we do drop new episodes here every Wednesday and Saturday. Sometimes we do drop some through the weeks when things are going on. Uh, and uh, if you ever want to be on the show or you have any questions for us, you can always email us at OL. Kentucky99 at yahoo.com. OL, Kentucky99 at yahoo.com. Uh, also, check out our new website, and that is www.politicalnewspodcast.us. Politicalnewspodcast.us. You get on there, go to the blog section. Uh, I did post a new blog on there uh, talking about uh, uh, Europe and the uh, Europeans, all the struggles that they're currently having. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think it might be worth a good read to you. But, uh, okay, so before we get into Devolution Special number 19, let's go over the current geo and political economic collapse news. Let's do it. Breaking news, breaking news. You may not have heard yet. The story just come in. Uh, I was actually going to talk about uh, the family rushing to, uh, to her bedside. Uh, to uh because she was failing but she actually just passed away queen elizabeth at the age of 96 years old the monarch uh of uh england for many many years uh she uh she she actually passed away now this is something that we are going to see a lot of just trust me when i say this can't get into details uh, but we're going to see a lot of higher up people uh, like the queen and so forth uh, that are going to either pass away or commit suicide. Uh, so just and if you listen a few episodes back, I'm tr I tried to prepare everybody for things like this. This is happening. Things are happening. Things are happening. Uh, and some things are happening in public, which really is surprising. Uh, so well, I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on uh, the monarchy now? I think, me personally, uh, I think they need to just go do away with it. it it's time for a change. Uh, I definitely don't think they should put uh, Prince Charles at the helms. <laughs> Not at all. Um, the country's already in, in, in bad shape. Uh, I, I just... Uh, why not do a change? You know, why, why not? Why not change your government style? That's what they need to do. They need to get away from the monarchy completely, completely. It doesn't work and they don't have the royalties to do it anymore. So that's just this old boy's opinion, though. Uh, let's move on to the next item. The Biden administration rolls back Trump's public charge green card regulation of course they do of course they do the biden administration announced it will ease regulations for low-income immigrants seeking to become permanent u.s residents uh the department of homeland security issued a rule to take effect december 23rd that dictates when immigrants can be considered a public charge, or an economic burden. The rule rolls back regulations under the Trump administration, which began to consider supplemental 
public health care benefits such as Medicaid and nutritional assistance as a part of the public charge uh, indemnizability determination. Under the rule, U.S. citizenship and immigration services only will consider green card applicants a public charge if they are likely at any time to become primarily dependent on the government for substance. <sighs> yeah. Uh, the Democrats, the deep state, the woke generation, I've said it before, I'll say it again, they believe that these migrants, these illegal aliens, are their future voters. They're going to do everything they can to pacify them. And, uh, you know, it's really sad. There's so many people, so many people right here in the United States, actual citizens, that are suffering every day due to inflation, energy costs, you name it. It's there. No jobs. I mean, it's there. Look at the reports. And this guy and his corrupt administration is just worried about hanging on to power. Why are they so worried about hanging on to power? Because JoJo feels it slipping away. Why do you think he did the devil impersonation at the last public uh, speech? He feels it slipping away. And he should. And it is. It's already, it's already gone. All right, next episode, uh, next, uh, next episode, <laughs> next topic, uh, Britain's new prime minister to lift fracking ban cap energy prices. Hmm. So there is a new PM in town. Uh, Boris, Boris is gone. Uh, and the new prime minister is Liz Truss. It was announced Thursday that her conservative government will lift a ban on fracking, approve more North Sea oil drilling and cap domestic energy prices for homes and businesses to ease cost-of-living crisis that has left residents across the U.K. facing a bleak winter. And she, it's about time. Europe is, and don't ever think, folks, that we can't get there. If we don't get out and vote this uh, this midterm and, and, and start raising our voice, we can be in this same, we have the same leadership that they had. I promise you, Boris Johnson and JoJo are in bed together. And JoJo would like nothing less than you and I to be sitting out here eating grass and dirt while they're living fat off the land. Don't ever doubt it. Uh, the moves are huge, are a huge government intervention in the economy by Truss, who sees herself as a small state, free market conservative. She says she favors tax cuts over handouts but she has been forced to act by the scale of the crisis. Quote, we are supporting this country through this winter and next and next and tackling the root causes of high prices so we are never in the same position again. And she told that to her lawmakers in the House of Commons. Uh, Trust also said the two-year energy price guarantee means average household bills for heating and electricity will be no more than 2,500 pounds a year. That's $2,872 in USD dollars. Um, that's pretty good. Um, bills had been due to raise to 3,500 pounds, which is $4,000 a year, beginning in October, an 80% jump from the current 
average annual bill of nineteen of one thousand nine hundred seventy one pounds. Energy costs are skyrocketing because of the Russia invasion of Ukraine at a time not, okay at a time when many people and businesses are still reeling from the F- economic aftershocks of COVID nineteen. Okay, so here's the thing: Trump told you guys to stop depending on Russia for oil. You're making a huge mistake. Germany, who is in worse shape than anybody else right now on this with winter coming, laughed at him. Laughed at him when he warned them at the, uh, I think he was speaking either at NATO or UN. I'm not, I'm not, he was speaking to one of them. They laughed at him. Who's laughing now? Nobody. Because your citizens are crying because they're starving and they're burning up. Or they're, and they're going to be freezing in a month. Remember, Germany, the winter is way before ours, and it's way, way more harsher. So the government says uh, in the UK that the cap will cut the UK soaring inflation rate by four to five per, uh, percentage points. Biden, are you hearing this? Inflation hit 10.1% in July and has been forecast to raise to 13% before the end of the year. The British government has said how much the price cap will cost, but estimates have put it over one billion pounds uh, U.S. dollars. That's one hundred sixteen, yeah, one hundred sixteen billion dollars. Uh, uh, Trust has rejected opposition calls to impose a windfill tax on oil companies' profits. On oil companies' profits, the cap will be paid out of Treasury funds and by borrowing. The opposition, the Labour Party party which is also the Liberal Party, uh, that says that means British taxpayers will have to foot the bill. Trust said that she would issue more than 100 new licenses for North Sea drilling and in the ban on fracking in Britain. Both measures will be condemned by the en- environmentalist New Green Deal left-wing agenda people. Uh, I added a little bit to that. Trust me, backtrack on the UK's Legally binding commitment to re- reduce carbon emissions to net zero by 2050. <laughs> okay, so the reason why I laugh, if you if you get rid of your net carbon to net zero, don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not saying we should be a little bit more self conscious when it comes to you know carbon and it's not good, it's not good. Uh, but the world's not going to end over carbon emissions. And you can't get to net zero without a brand new type of energy that's not even been developed yet. The stuff that these countries are doing doesn't work. Look at La Blanca. Look at Europe. Look at Africa uh, uh, and Guam. Uh, It doesn't work. You cannot get to net zero ridiculous i i just you know i don't care if you put on there 2080 you're not going to do it of course they're going to have to backtrack boris johnson should have never committed to that because that was stupid and to try to cut out like this country is trying to do this corrupt administration to try to cut out completely from fossil fuels all at one time and the problem is you have no game plan because you see how it works in other countries. 
So therefore, you know the ending. Protest, starvation, people dying. It does not work. You do not have the energy. I'm not saying we'll never have a form of energy that we can't cut away from fossil fuels. I'm not saying that at all. But it's not electric. And it's not been developed yet. Just stop already. Just stop. You've destroyed enough people's lives the last couple of years. Just stop. Jesus. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, now here's some stuff I'm going to go over now. I cannot believe that it's being said public in the news. I can't. I just can't. We made this report on here right after, like the second episode after the FBI raid at Trump's uh, place in Mar-a-Lago. But now Trump himself is saying this out loud. <laughs> things are happening, folks. And you need to get on the ride or get off because things are happening and they're happening fast. Headline, Trump was worried Biden and the deep state would destroy Russian probe documents. Oh, don't that sound familiar, lad? Uh, President Donald Trump was worried that his enemies would destroy certain Russian-related documents that uh, exonerated him and pushed to declassify the records during his final days in office. Trump, believing the documents will expose a deep state plot against him, duh, uh, told several people that he was concerned that the incoming Biden, Biden Joe Biden's administration, uh, would shred, bury, or destroy the evidence. Rolling Stones reported on Wednesday. The documents uh, were related to the federal investigation into the since-discredited story of Russian collusion with Trump's 2016 campaign. Trump and the White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows worked to declassify information right up until when uh, Biden took the oath of office, Rolling Stone said. The Rolling Stones story came. A month after FBI agents raided Trump's Florida home with a warrant saying the former president had 11 sets of classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, which is all a lie, um, and that the DOG, DOJ had probable cause to conduct the search based on a possible Espionage Act violations. Unfalse again. And I'm so glad the judge, if you haven't heard yet, the judge did allow and did award uh, uh, President Trump the uh, master's. So, they're going to have somebody else look at this that uh, isn't biased at all. And, oh, Lord, I cannot wait until to see what they find out. Uh, so Trump and allies, however, say the documents have been declassified. Neither Trump nor the Department of Justice uh, have said much about what documents were taken during the August 8th raid. The former president, though, did hint that Russia-related documents could be among the materials the FBI sought. Quote, I think they thought it was something to do with the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, Trump told a Newsmax host during September 1st radio interview. Quote, uh, they were afraid that the things were in there, part of their scam material. Uh, John Ratcliffe, former director, boy, you guys have heard that name in the special report before. Uh, former director, remember he went with Trump, Trump to the Amy, uh, Army-Navy game? And that's when he debris. If you've not listened to the, if you've not listened to the special report yet, it, I don't want to confuse you. But if you do tune in, you need to listen to a few of them to catch on. 
he told CBS, surprise, that it wouldn't surprise me if there were rele- uh, records related to Russia there. Radcliffe, a month before the 2020 election, declassified intelligence detailing how the U.S. had obtained information about Russian intelligence analysts on former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's campaign. Oh, hmm. I can't believe they're saying this out loud, though. This is public. This isn't. This isn't nothing John sent me or the any other sources or or anything like that. This is out from Newsmax. Crazy critics of uh, Ratcliffe's move said declassifications uh, could out sensitive could cut out. Yeah, I think that's what it says. Sensitive sources. Anyways, a day before leaving leaving office, Trump sent a memo to the acting attorney general and intelligent officials to say the GOJ had sent him a binder of materials on the FBI's so-called crossfire hurricane investigation in late December 2020, so I could determine to what extent materials in the binder should be released in unclassified form. The materials, according to a journalist, John Solomon, Trump's representative to the National Archives, included transcripts of interceptions uh, made by the FBI of Trump's aides, a declassified copy of the final FISA warrant approved by an intelligence court, and the tasking orders and debriefing of the two main confidential human sources. Meadows, Mark Meadows, later in his memoir wrote that he, quote, personally went through every page of the documents to make sure the declassified portions didn't uh, disclose sources and methods. He also described his frustration by what he considered pushback from the DOJ and the FBI at that time. Pretty shocking stuff, right? It's shocking. I mean, it's not, we knew all this. It's shocking to me that they're talking about it out loud. Out loud. (laughs) I mean, what? Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And this last headline, um, (laughs) I can't believe that it's it's happening either. Uh, Wow. Here we go. Donald Trump sues Hillary Clinton over the 2016 Russian collusion allegations. Oh, my. Donald Trump on Thursday, today, sued his rival in the 2016 U.S. presidential election, Hillary Clinton, and several other Democrats, alleging that they tried to rig the election by tying his campaign to Russia. The I, I cannot wait. I wonder what other, I mean, he might not get anywhere on this, but what other stuff will come to light? Oh, me. Oh, my. The lawsuit covers a long list of grievances the Republican former president repeatedly aired during his four years in the White House after beating Clinton and comes as he continues to claim that his 2020 election defeat by Democrat President Joe Biden was a result of widespread fraud. Of course it is. No, Joe Biden sat there and got 80 million votes in his basement. Yeah, that's what happened. Because us Americans, we're so stupid, and we don't know much about them books and such. So uh, we just voted for Biden is what we did, because our daddy was a Democrat back in 1980, 
and we're Democrats too. We 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 go along with that. He he won. He won it fair and square. We all vote for him now. Stupid. Of course he didn't win it. Uh, quote, acting in uh, concert, the defendants miraculously conspired to weave a false narrative that the Republican opponent, Donald J. Trump, was colluding with the hostile foreign sovereignty. Uh, the former president alleged in a 108-page lawsuit filed in federal court in Florida, the suit alleges racketeering and a conspiracy to commit injurious falsehood, among other claims. The suit seeks uh, uh, compensation and punitive damages. Uh, Trump said he was, quote, forced to incur expenses in an amount to be determined at trial, but unknown, but known to be in excess of $24 million and continuing to occur in the form of defense costs, legal fees, and related expenses. Yeah, I don't, I, I wouldn't doubt it a bit. They drug this man in and out of court everywhere. Uh, it's stupid. They even drug him in and out of court. Twelve different lawsuits he had to win before he could start building a wall. I mean, come on. And once again, folks, do your own research. Don't pay attention to anything I, I say. Go follow behind me. Do your own research. Don't trust anybody on what they say uh, when it comes to politics, world news, or anything of that nature. You need to research it yourself and find out for yourself. That way you'll know. So there was a, uh, the law, and in, in, the, in the defendants in Trump's lawsuit include Christopher Steele, a former British intelligence officer. A dossier written by Steele, uh, which uh, was circulated to the FBI and media outlets before the November 16th election, said an unproven uh, assertions that Russia had embraced had embracing information about Trump and some of his Republic campaign's advisors and that Moscow was working behind the scenes to defeat Hillary Clinton. Why? Why? She's the corrupt one. They would want her. Oh, wait. That's why. Because Russia, they kicked out the deep state a couple years ago, so therefore... The deep state, cabal, whatever you want to call them, elitists, they hate Putin. Huh. I didn't know they hated Putin. Did you know they hated Putin? Yeah, you did. If you listen to this show, yeah, you know. A 966-page issued by a Republican-led U.S. Senate committee in 2020 concluded that the Russia used Republican political operative Paul Manafort and the WikiLeaks website to try to help Trump win the 2016 election. Manafort worked on Trump's presidential campaign for five months in 2016. Russia alleged election interference, which Moscow denies, marked a two-year-long U.S. investigation headed by special counsel Robert Mueller. In 2019, Mueller released an exhaustive report that detailed numerous links between the Russian government, and the Trump campaign, but did not charge any uh, Trump associate with a crime with a, or a criminal conspiracy. Mueller said in the, his report that the Russian government perceived it would benefit from a Trump presidency and work to secure the outcome, and that the campaign expected it, uh, expected it would uh, benefit elect, uh, electorally from information stolen 
and released through Russian efforts. Okay, so first of all, Donald Trump is the guy who cut off their pipeline. Uh, He is also uh, the one that put tariffs on China for the first time. Uh, Yeah, the Mueller report we found was uh, uncredible. Uh, I, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, it it's uh, it's not. It wasn't true. Uh, lucky he's not in jail. I mean, I don't know what else. <laughs> what else I can say about it? I mean, it's pretty bad, right? Uh, this guy. He just really. Uh, he, he just. <sighs> I, I I don't know why. He's still in the news. Does that make sense? I, I, I don't get it. Uh, they shouldn't. Shame on Newsmax for even mentioning this dude's name. This guy's a crook. He's been a crook all these years. And now it's coming to light. Everybody's seeing, oh, he should be in jail. Yeah, it's about freaking time, right? So anyways, what? Uh, let's, uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Uh, so let's see. It is time to talk about devolution part 19. And I know, I know, I know. And thank you for the emails. <laughs> I know that I am very late on delivering this. Uh, and unfortunately, we're almost out of time for today. So uh, I won't be able to uh, get very far. But I promise there's going to be a special episode. No current news or anything of that nature. And we're just going to talk about this thing out, okay? So again... We're looking at the strategy, uh, the strategy, right? The strategic context, which helps prove my theory of evolution or devolution. Uh, one of the statements from there is, with a renewed emphasis on the distributed execution of essential functions and services, will enhance the federal executive branch's ability to proactively adjust performance of essential functions and services during a disruptive incident. Huh. And, and I'm reading you right out of that. Uh, we must take full advantage of existing authorities related to risk and preparedness frameworks. We cannot allow the success of our past, successors of our past, to preclude implementation of an innovative approach to address current threats so right there again in the strategic context section we see a move towards a proactive plan or posture uh, this time relating to the performance of the essential functions during disruptive incidents and wow essentially spelling out what those disruptive incidents might be critical infrastructure is a vulnerability to kinetic and non-kinetic attacks or disruptions and could prevent the ability to preserve our former government. So now, and we know, if you've been listening to this series, we already know that the election infrastructure is classified now as a critical infrastructure and was before 2020. We also know that there was foreign interference in our elections based on comments Trump has made. So think about what interference in our election infrastructure and the theft of an election resulted in. It leads to everything we are seeing playing out right in front of our eyes. The stolen election has prevented the ability to preserve our form of government. 
and so much more. Another important statement from the form that I was just reading from is, we must, quote, we must take full advantage of existing authorities related to risk and preparedness frameworks. We cannot allow the successes of our past to preclude implementation of innovative approaches to address current threats. I've said that before, and if you understand who Donald Trump is as a person and who he was as a president in his first term, then nothing makes sense about him simply walking away from an obviously stolen election. If he knew there was going to be fraud, which he announced before the election, then Donald Trump would have uh, there elected in his duties as the President of the United States and Commander-in-Chief of our armed forces to let them get away with it. I think that statement tells us that President Trump didn't let them get away at all. He took the full advantages of his authorities, his war powers, and the PEDs that we went, we, we've already went over and discussed, Related to the risk and preparedness framework, continuity of uh, continuity of government, I believe the EO and strategy are the innovative approach mentioned, and I'll show you soon why I think that approach is exactly spot on. So the planning model, the assesses dis distribution and uh, substing. Sub Sustain planning model. So the planning model is another part of the strategy that mentions the shift from a reactive posture to a more proactive one and even describes it as a cultural shift rather than continu uh, continuity uh, being an overcomplicated afterthought set up for failure when it's truly needed. Continuity through the strategy, would become prior, prioritized and ready for a seamless transition to operating the prioritized. NEFs without interruption. Also in the strategy, it explicitly states that it requires the federal executive branch to logically distribute risk to the performance of essential functions. And that so talking about the strategy and what it says, right, this could be referring uh, very much so to the uh, executive order. But it's not impossible that this is also referring to what Trump is doing uh, with his recent acquisition group. Could the IP addresses that left the DOD three minutes before the end of Trump's term have anything to do with the communications infrastructure? The technology and communications infrastructure is to enable secure and reliable communication. This set this setup for seamless transition is actually what was described in the executive order through established subordinate bodies and working groups used to support the executive committee. The lines of effort are one of them, and that's the center of the strategy uh, to ensure the performance of essential functions and services uh, before, during, and after uh, disruptive incidents, i.e., 
federal executive branch organization level essential functions and services. So the federal executive branch shall maintain the, the capability to perform essential functions and services, including the ability to transfer, evolve, defer, distribute, or shift operations, assets, and authorities under all conditions. This requires tailored distribution methodology, including diversity, uh, redundancy, and hardening of capabilities based on the assets of risk to migrate the effects of any disruptive incident to the performance of essential functions and services. The three lines of the effort, uh, the three lines uh, focused on the federal uh, executive branch guys mentioned in, in this next section are fairly self-explanatory. I need to stress that going through this strategy in its entirely is what is time well spent. I'm only going to be commenting on just a few aspects of it due to time strengths. Uh, but I do recommend if you get the opportunity to go check it out. Absolutely. Uh, so right here is an important, a revised set of essential functions and services that must be maintained without interruption this is important i mentioned the picture was starting to form a couple episodes ago and this clearly outlines it for us the devolution plan uh, that we are currently experiencing has multiple nods with senior officials retaining responsibility for assuming risk and executing their essential functions do you see where i'm going with this all right, so here, are, here, here we have more discussions of distributed assets and use, uh, using technological advances to enable governance uh, in a disruptive environment. This also mentions exercising the transfer of leadership roles and responsibilities without relocating personnel. All of this, every bit of it, is pointing to devolution. And again, discussing the distributed environment and appointing authority and responsibility among multiple stakeholders through geographical diversity. It's right there, folks. Uh, right here. Reprioritizes, if necessary, of essential functions and services. By incre and I'm reading this right out of the summary of the strategy. By increasing possible uh, possible nudes available to perform and manage, prioritize essential functions and services. Finally, sustained distribution will require physical policy and prioritize that the better uh, that the better enables routine uh, distribute scalable, flexible, and adaptable operations across geographical areas. In accomplishing these goals together, we can ensure the resilience of our constitution, form of government, and our American way of life. Here, here. So the strategy outlines the context planning model and steps necessary to ensure the resilience of the federal executive branch. It includes reprioritization of essential functions, 
increasing possible nods available to perform those reprioritizations, essential functions, and it mentions through the distributed environment of operations across G geographical areas. The EO and strategy paint a clear picture of devolution. It's a plan to create an executive committee of senior level officials and subnort bodies or working groups that would be proactively ready to take on the authority and responsibility of performing a reprioritized essential functions required to preserve our American way of life. It's executing the plan. There you go. Next episode, I'll start off with uh, the distributed in, uh, environment because that's important. Uh, I don't want to get into it now because it's a pretty long subject. Like I said, uh, we'll call it, we may call it special report number 20 um, next episode, but this is this is in the home stretch. You, you should be seeing it now. I mean, if you've been with me this long and you've heard all this evidence, you should already be seeing I should be done. <laughs> I should be like, okay, you know, I don't need to present the rest of this evidence. You know, once again, I'm not trying to sway you to believe the way I do or think the way I do. I'm showing you my blueprint. But if you're sitting there with your arms crossed thinking there's no way any of this is possible, I mean, hang on. I've got some stuff for you to listen to and that we're going to talk about coming soon. I know, I know. Well, let's put it this way. You know what you know, right? You know what you know. And doing this research for over a year now and still watching the battlefield and what's happening right now, don't never doubt, even if you don't believe that, uh, that we're in a uh, continuity uh, of government uh, put, uh, that Trump put into effect before he left office, uh, even if you don't believe that, you better believe we are in a war. There shouldn't be any doubt about that. We are in a war. And as I watch the battlefield, I see so much that has to do with devolution. How do you guys think I talked about the queen dying months ago? And you guys, I mean, you guys think that I just make this stuff up? or <laughs> You know, I mean, remember when her husband, go back and listen to some old episodes. I told a friend of mine the other day, I was like, man, I'm so glad I've been recording myself. Uh, when a lot of people, and I've had a lot of people, people I don't know personally, a lot of people tell me, you're, you're, you're crazy. What you're saying, what you're doing is dangerous. They get wind of it. They're coming out. I don't care. I'm an American citizen. This is my right. But I'm just glad that I've been recording this stuff, either on video or on the podcast, for the last couple years. Because so much of it's starting to come out. And man, you talk about trolls. I've had the trolls over the years so you know and it is what it is trolls come with it i welcome them but the only thing is and i'll always warn you you little trolleys out there if you come out the kentucky guy you better bring some facts because you better be sure i'm going to have facts to back up everything i say with with screenshots which brings me to the one thing i want to close on i am currently writing a book actually i've already wrote the book the book has to do with the uh with, with devolution, it has to do with the uh, government. Uh, the, I'll give you the title of the book. Uh, hopefully, it'll be published within the next uh, day or so. I'm trying to figure all that stuff out. 
Um, the book is called America, the Land of the Sleeping. And basically what it is, it's how our foreign enemies came into our country without us even noticing it. It's sad, but it's true. Myself included, a lot of us have been asleep for many, many years. All right, guys, so that is all the time we do have for this episode. Thank you guys so much. I will tell you, once we get the book, everything set up and, and what have you, where you can get it at or, you know, if you want to, or at least see that it's out there. Anyways, you've been listening to the Red Pill Current News Podcast with your host, the Kentucky Guy. Hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. We will be talking to you on Saturday. And as always, God bless and God bless America. Thank you.